Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me first remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the use and reuse of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludges thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also protected by Brandenburg v. Ohio, 1969 which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything said here on Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion is entirely hypothetical and entertaining and <laughs> Minecrafty and Hashtag raw, for raw bu- purposes only. Yeah. We're all a bunch of liars. <laughs> swear. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Grand Theft Auto, the game. Totally. Yeah. Did, you, did you see the the AI uh, graphics that were used on the the pre rendered thing that like MIT did, oh. where it looks they used like ten thousand hours of dash cam video and put ran it through an AI system to throw textures onto all the vehicles and everything, and it looks completely real. Like it looks like footage. Nice. That sounds, that's scary. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of scary. I like fan. I would love to play GTA like that. That would be fucking amazing. So VR. Not only do they have AI yeah. now that can create like totally real looking human beings, but now they can create totally real looking environments for them. The entire mm-hmm. dynamic. Now, granted, it wasn't doing it in game, so they weren't like playing the game. This was pre-recorded footage that then they used it on. But the fact that it's being developed means that hopefully one day we will actually get games that look completely real. And I got to tell you, playing GTA in complete real mode for a 14-year-old is definitely a path to a healthy childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I play first-person shooters with zombies. I don't, I don't want real. <laughs> I, want my, I want my zombies yeah. looking cartoon. Jesus. You guys, I play fucking Monkey Island, okay? <laughs> Do you remember the big head mode you could unlock for fucking uh, Goldeneye? They'd have the giant heads yes. and like the little bodies <laughs> and run around. Oh, that was good so time. much fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, could you imagine playing Goldeneye, but in where it would be realistic, actual realistic type graphics? I was going to say, in realistic Goldeneye, James Bond just dies like at least 12 times. <laughs> like, oh, at the end least. of Act 1. <laughs> grenade goes off leaves you with your ears ringing for three days <laughs> uh, i mean you know and you gotta say that james bond is like the world's worst secret agent he literally tells people who he is like, yeah that's just dumb man what <laughs> like even archer wore a fake mustache yeah i mean he at least <laughs> told that that's uh <laughs> so all right where do you guys want to start tonight forever that's not a good answer. You know, I'm indecisive. I'm sorry. I used I'm, to think I was indecisive. Now I'm not sure. I'm probably too sober for this shit tonight. So. Well, let, let's start with um, the uh, mullet bands. You want to go right to the laughter? 
We can't well, go right. Really want to go right to the laughter? We can't no, go right we to the laughter. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's also strip club vaccine. That would <coughs> I was be just going to say too, the strip so. club seems like it's it's appropriate for us to open with, to be honest with you. Okay, let's, let's, okay, let's, let's continue let's, the, that's the kind of our thing. Yeah, the anarchy among friends stripper discussion. I wanted you to know I had two stripper articles bookmarked for this episode, and one of them was. Um, clubs are opening back up, but strippers are having a hard, really hard time making money because they still can't have physical contact and they have to wear a mask when they dance. Jesus. They don't have to wear clothes, but they have to wear a mask. Face, <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, they, they should just throw like one of the, like a, a Shema on. Just do it with a, a Shema or like a hijab there thing. You there you go. That's <laughs> We'll play some Arabic music. It'll it's just a whole experience. <laughs> just a little veil across the face. Yeah. Yeah. Lace, some lacy number, you know. Yeah, but belly dancers do stuff like that. It can be hot if you do, yeah, right? Yeah, it can totally well, be hot. Something where the curtain maps matches the drapes. <laughs> See, I don't know why people say uh. that. Why people say the curtain matches the drapes? Because the saying is, does the carpet match the drapes? That's right. Curtains and drapes are the same fucking thing. The carpet is what you want to know about. Does the carpet match the drapes? If you're in a strip club, oh. the blood's not in your brain. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> if you're in a strip club, there also is no carpet. Yeah, and it, it's just, yeah. No. typically <laughs> there's no carpet. That's, that's bare floor, man. And so if the carpet matches the drapes, she's probably a cancer patient. Yeah, oh God. Britney Spears <laughs> oh, God. I actually yeah. had that T-shirt. It was a we're, T-shirt of we're kink shaming people so bad right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a it was a picture of Britney Spears like the photoshopped off of the... her cover for Baby One More Time, where she's like looking all innocent, looking up, but it's it's done where she her head is completely shaved, and it says oh. now the curtains match the carpet, or the carpet matches the drapes. Yeah. Nice. All right. Oh nice. yeah, so I got this... some nasty looks for that one. <laughs> God. So Las Vegas officials hold pop-up vaccine clinic at strip club. I see what you did there. At a strip club, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there. That's that's what the headline says. I'm just reading it like they wrote it. <laughs> uh-huh. They're holding it. They're holding the pop-up at the strip club. She's yeah. holding something. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> She's copping a feel wild shot. Yeah. Wearing a French maid inspired lingerie costume in high heels, dancer JoJo Hammer waited patiently to get her COVID 19 vaccine in a line that snaked past a glittery hostess stand under a red light chandelier. If there's ever something that inspires confidence in your health care, it's that you are being administered an injection by JoJo Hammer. <laughs> JoJo yeah. Hammer's, JoJo Hammer's the, the, the girl getting the shot. Oh, okay, okay. Right. When it was Here, I thought it was basic training all over again. But they have to they have to set up in strip clubs and offer lotteries to get people to fucking do it. So, yeah, that really inspires confidence. <laughs> when, it was, when it was her turn, Hammer sat in the chair and held on to a small feather duster that completed her costume while a nurse administered the shot into her already exposed arm. Actual, now, a real nurse, or... nurse not, okay. not a sadly not a sexy Aww. nurse. Not a sexy, not a sexy nurse. nurse. I am disappointed. Like that's yeah, that's a lo- that's a missed opportunity. You know, really. it, it is. Was. They, I it mean, is. like there's Absolutely. plenty of actual nurses who'd be happy to dress up. 
as a sexy See, nurse. Right there, right there. An actual nurse in a sexy nurse outfit going up to the guys, hey, sexy, can I give you a shot? And I, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's guys out there that would be like, yes, ma'am. My yep. needle wants yeah. to be inside you. Yeah. <laughs> Hammer then waited waited nearby for the required 15 minutes of observation, sitting with other vaccine recipients and the leather chairs between plush purple booths, vacant stages, and empty poles at the strip club in Las Vegas. And those leather chairs, licking them would probably be better for you than getting that shot. Yeah, it would be far safer. Yeah, I, would, That's, I was going to make that I joke would later. I was, yeah, was going to make the joke later about being in a strip oh. club in Las Vegas and oh. sitting, in, sitting in the chairs would probably make you immune. Just about everything. Yep. Through natural. Yeah. Right. Natural exposure. Natural <laughs> immune you know, system bombardment. This, speaking of that, my employer recently did uh, antibody tests on staff, and anybody could vol- could go and do their antibody test. Well, I haven't gotten the coof shot, but a lot of my coworkers have. My antibody counts are twice mm-hmm. all of those people who decided to get the coof shot. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, quote, oh, this is almost yeah. like there's biological reason for that. I yeah. yeah. Quote, this is the most Vegas thing I've ever seen, said one of the experience. Larry Flint's Hustler Club with a spinning disco ball casting rainbow colors on the walls, but more lights turned on than usual, was an unconventional site for a walk-in vaccination clinic. But as government officials and healthcare workers try to address the slowing demand for COVID-19 vaccines, they're increasingly turning to creative ways to incentivize people to show up and get a shot. Uh-huh. Quote, this is just Free another... dances? Yeah, quote, this is just another way to access our population, says Joanne Rupier, uh-huh. uh, the chief nurse of the Southern Nevada Health District who monitored the walk-in clinic. Quote, it might attract some people who like the novelty of it, I suppose. Um, Come get your you know, DNA rewritten in a strip club. Yeah, just just because it's a novel experience. A novel experience. You know what though? Novel if virus. Somebody, if somebody falls for that and gets the shot just because it's in a strip club, they deserve whatever it does. To yep. Them. Yeah. If well, you're if you're taking things into your body in a strip club, you definitely deserve whatever you get. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but guys. MRNA shots are perfectly safe. Yeah. Uh, The clinic opened for several hours Friday night, administering shots to about 100 people before the strip club opened for its usual business. Several workers at the club, including Hammer, a dancer at a topless revenue, got their shots at the clinic along with members of the public. Some people who showed up to get their shots admitted that they were reluctant to get the vaccine, but decided to go for it if it meant visiting a strip club. Like you You couldn't visit a strip club? Yeah. They actually... I, I just want to point out they actually misspelled it topless revenue. That is actually in the article instead of topless review. They yeah. spelled out yeah. the word revenue. Topless revenue. Yeah. yeah. That's how you know it's quality journalism, kids. Well, yeah. That's what happens yeah. when you get your vaccine in a strip club. Strip club. Yeah. Yeah. This is my fourth line. Yeah, you deserve it. If that's the only right. reason you got it. Yeah. Um Robert or it. Roberto Monti who lives near the club, said he had been putting off getting the shot, but realized he should get it in order to resume his love of traveling. Uh-huh. Monty said he probably probably would have gotten the shot at a more humdrum venue, but decided to go to the Hustler Club because it felt familiar. I've been here so many times. 
I've been here a few times, maybe ten times, give or take, he said with a laugh. Uh, uh, yeah, because his wife is going to read this news article. That's yeah. why he said, I've been here so many times. No, just a few. Eh, maybe ten. Was, uh, it's a business <laughs> lunch, honey. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, quote, I was going to wait, I'll tell you that, said Las uh, Vegas resident Michael Myers, as he stood between a full-length picture of a naked woman and a sign promoting social distancing as others begin to migrate, as others begin to mitigate the virus spread. Myers Michael wife. Myers goes to the yeah, strip yeah. club to get a fucking vaccine. Oh and man! You know what? If there's one person I'm going to take health advice from, it's going to be a guy named Michael fucking Myers. <laughs> yeah, I know Michael, shit. Michael Myers in a strip club with the vaccine. Uh huh. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> yeah. <it> was... <laughs> sounds like a rousing round of Clue. That's that that is like... strip yeah. club Clue is that needs to be a fucking thing now. That definitely yeah. needs to Let's get on it, Andrew. I believe that Candy did it in the champagne room with a glass dildo. <laughs> <laughs> did, did it with a high heel. <laughs> a stiletto, gotcha. A stiletto. Yeah. They don't wear stilettos. They were platform stiletto. Yeah, it would, it would be a, it, well. It would be a platform. It would be a platform. Yeah, idea. they were stilettos. There's no there's no traction there. They actually have special rubber. Don't ask me why I know that. Yeah, I'm familiar <laughs> with how little traction stilettos have. Yeah, no, you you wear the full chunky heels. I just want to hear someone say "death by snoo snoo." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Meyer's wife, Lisa Harper, said said he said he changed his mind when she told him they could both get it at the Hustler Club. "Quote," I said, "Flint's Hustler." Yeah, I said, "Oh, let me consider it." Meyer said with a laugh. Uh -huh. well, a lot of people wouldn't ordinarily do it. A lot of guys, they said they came in here because it's hustlers. To take away from the stoogedness of it, to make it hustler, it's very clever. Um, <sighs> anything still a hold on. This is this, this quote. Nothing says vaccinations like a stripper pole, said the couple's friend George oh Stoken, who joined them to get the shot. Uh -huh. <sighs> So now we have Michael Myers in a three-way with the stripper club. With George. With George. With George. Yeah. Myers said he was, Myers, 70, said he was reluctant to get the shot and worried about how fast it had been available. But he noted his age and said he considered, uh, concerned about the ability to spread the virus and infect others, including his wife. Myers said he was disappointed there were no dancers on stage when he got his shot. But he said, quote, at least I got the scope of it. So it was a bait and switch to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, yeah. <clears throat> you know, that anything they can do, you know, and that's the thing is like his, oh, I'm worried I'd spread it. You can't spread a virus that you don't have. That's what, like, that meme that I made that's gone viral because, which annoys me because I'm a fucking Facebook fan. So I couldn't post it my damn self. But you can't the, spread it if you don't yeah, have it. And guess what you have well, now let's, because let's they not just forget, injected it to you. Let's not forget, the, the, the RNA one doesn't actually contain the virus. No, no um, it contains a virus, a virus which uh, replaces a protein chain mm -hmm. yeah. uh, in your cells that then it essentially it tells your immune system this to is... To produce the antibodies the, Yeah, for... this is what the virus looks like so that it'll produce the antibodies. And there's a reason why they say pregnant women and young children shouldn't get it. It's because their cell nuclei are too soft. 
and the, they could, in fact, actually wind up rewriting DNA and causing birth defects if pregnant women and very young babies could wind up dying from it because it, their, their cells themselves will get rewritten. Oopsie doodles! But, yep. you know, you can't sue the uh, vaccine producers. Uh, yeah, so... But it's this... totally safe, guys. Just go to the strip yeah. club and get your poke. I mean, that's yeah. why I, that's that's why <laughs> I see that meme with the, get the I'm wearing phone. a mask. Send them a hard up for money. You might get a poke and a poke. <laughs> but that's that's why I made that meme that's got the the person the the NPC with the mask on saying like you need to wear your mask so you don't risk spreading. Uh, oh, yeah. I wear my mask so that I don't spread the virus to others. Oh, what are you doing to uh, prevent spreading Ebola to others? I don't have Ebola. And then angry face. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, that one's mine, people. Damn it! I'd like to. Is it? Yeah, I, I made it. I made it. I tossed it in the Telegram chat because I'm on a 30 day ban on Facebook and I threw it on Twitter and, and on Instagram. So, yeah, yeah that, that one's one, one of that mine. That one crossed over into MeWe too. Yeah, that one's one of mine. Nice. <laughs> but this is, it's, it's, it's another one of those, those propaganda things like, like Goebbels, Goebbels would be just fucking laughing his ass off that mm-hmm. shit like this works. Oh, he's in hell right now, just yucking it up right now. Yeah, because the, I mean... He's so fucking proud. Imagine you put this in a dystopian novel, okay, where the government comes up with some sort of this mysterious injection that will rewrite the genetic code of your cells and to convince people to get it, regardless of how nefarious it is, and without question, you... Have you pay celebrities to advocate for it? You do these big events. You hold events at strip clubs. Lotteries, lotteries, like Ohio is one a million dollars or something like that. There's a couple of them. I think there's five or six of them now that are offering fucking lotteries for people that get the shot. Yep. And then I mean, and imagine that being in this dystopian novel. You would all go, I mean, come on, really? Are people that stupid? If you were reading a book, and the book was talking about a pandemic that said you can't go to the gym, you can't hug your grandma, you can't hang out, you can't get together for Christmas or, or Thanksgiving or mm-hmm. 4th of July, the gyms were closed, you're working from home, but if you get this shot, you can get free donuts, you can get free alcohol, you're entered into a lottery. You can move around again, you can go places. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that on is that dystopian fuck. That you remember that article we did a while back about the prescription for a freaking hug? Uh-huh. Yes. There is a billboard as you drive into uh, Kendall, Wisconsin, that says, I got vaccinated so I can get my hugs again. Oh, Jesus. I mean, the propaganda... If you were refusing to hug your family this whole last year, you deserve to be... Yeah, and I was... Part of a zombie fucking apocalypse. No shit. I was watching something... uh, I I think I shared it in the chat so you guys should watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Dave Rubin uh, interviewed... uh, Was it Michael? I can't remember what the hell his name is. He, uh, He was talking about something with uh, parents on social media locking their kids in their rooms and how it was heartbreaking mm-hmm. yeah. because they yeah. could hear their kids going, mom, I was scared. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. 
Well, that I mean, is, that's I mean, fucking straight up child as abuse. a parent, as a parent, you should be dragged out of your house and shot. There's another one. There's another one about this, about, um, uh, uh, and papers the other day, um, San Francisco, San Francisco proper, like the actual city of San Francisco. It's like, it's like 880,000 people or whatever, the actual city, like 32,000 cases, um, like 288 deaths from, uh, that are attributed to COVID. In, yep. in 2020, right? 288, 788 drug overdoses. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then remember all the doctors at the very beginning of this year ago talking about how they're seeing spikes because of the lockdown, seeing spikes in alcohol-related deaths, in uh, drug overdose-related deaths, in suicides, suicides in domestic yep. violence. They're seeing increases in murder-suicides. All of this other stuff, because, gosh, it's almost like humans are social creatures. And if you force them all into isolation, they lose their fucking mind. <laughs> and then you know, and, that's... Then, and then you let them out and you're surprised that there's fights and mass shootings yeah. and parties. And like, or solitary even... confinement is like one of the worst things yeah. they do to people in uh, prison. Chelsea, um, uh, Chelsea Manning had uh, uh, on a podcast a few days ago. There, um, She was talking about it was in the paper about yeah. how. Um, the the pandemic lockdowns was akin to the psychological torture that mm, she yeah. suffered uh, due to solitary confinement. Oh yeah, and that's and that's the thing is like remember that solitary confinement used to be much more common, and it was civil rights groups lobbying and yelling and screaming about over it. Not all that long ago about how they needed to knock it off. I mean, they, there's still protests going on over supermax mm -hmm. prisons and the way they completely isolate people from other people and that it's psychological torture and everything else. Ooh, and nope. yet you can do it to an entire country. And this is just, Oh, well, but I mean, at least we're safe. I mean, if and anything, parents are doing it to their fucking children. Yeah. <laughs> if anything has demonstrated, people absolutely. If you get them scared enough, will happily give up anything that makes them human, any human right, at all, they will give it up there's, as long as you scare them enough. This has demonstrated that. There's the yeah. uh, the the story that just came out yesterday about the the bus driver in Colorado slapped a ten year old girl across the mouth because yeah. she talked back to him about wearing her mask below her nose. She said it makes me feel sick to yeah. to wear the mask over yeah. her nose. So she had it, you know, up on her upper lip. He open hand slapped her. A, a ten year old girl. Uh, well, I mean. On that same vein, I've talked about it on the show where when this whole thing fucking started over a year ago, I was I got rammed into at the local store by a woman who was wearing her mask and all of her stuff. And she was like berating me. Where, where's your mask? Are you trying to kill people? What? It's like, lady, if your mask works that good, why are you worried about mine? Yeah. Well, and remember, I mean, now that the CDC has said, oh, well, because we have so many vaccinated people, you can stop wearing your masks. And people are still yeah. going, no, I'm still going to wear it. I'm still going to do Because you've instilled so much fear in the very yep. core of people at this point that they are just utterly terrified of other human beings now, which I think was the fucking goal. What was it? Yeah, it was. The, the article in the, the New York Times or something like that, uh, like last week, they were talking about a guy who wears two masks and goggles when he goes grocery shopping, and he said he plans to do so for the next five years. What a fucking pussy. Why? Yeah, what a... Oh, my God. If you are that terrified, you should just not be going out. Oh. Just stay you know, home. Turn into you know, a... He lives in New York City. 
I was going to say, he lives in New York City. He should be utilizing DoorDash. He should be utilizing the Amazon Day Drop groceries. He should be utilizing all that shit. You're like a half a millimeter from agoraphobia to begin with. So just give in and get it over with. Right. Just go go full full shut in and start like the like um the Nick is that Nick Swartzen I think his character in uh um. Uh, the what is it the the not the replacements I don't remember the the movie that he did with where like it's got John Lovitz in it and it's got um, Heater and and like a couple other guys know, uh, like David story. Spade's in it where they, he's like that agoraphobe that like lives in the closet and he's like no can't go outside outside is bad son is trying to murder me like this is this is what this entire country has like turned into. Mm-hmm. Except for, ironically, the very people the government was really trying to get to isolate from each other, which are the conservatives and the anti-government <laughs> just, type. And we yeah. all have now just grown and closer. What, what did happen? Like, right. that's like, like New York, uh, what was it New York, California, and there was like two other states that have really high COVID death numbers that forced people with COVID back into nursing homes. Michigan yep. is another one. Yeah, Michigan's another one. Yep. yep. Oh yeah, I loved when Cuomo said, "Oh, well, I'm going to follow CDC guidelines by revoking the the mask thing." And I'm like, "Oh, now, now? Oh, okay." And it's after you shoved right. every everybody who is sick into well, nursing homes and you're vulnerable other people so that you could crank your numbers up. Yeah, and you Let's, talk about the the vulnerability in the nursing homes. You got places like Michigan that I just mentioned where they were taking young people who had it, who weren't you know necessarily really sick. They just had it and sticking them in empty wards in nursing homes. And there was a video not that long ago that went viral of this 18-year-old kid walking around the old on the old folks' wings, beating the shit out of old folks. Out of a, like a 71-year-old guy, yeah. So. yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. Let's stay, let's stay in Nevada, though, and on a related subject. Okay. Republican lawmaker who refused to wear a mask is stripped of voting and speaking privileges until she apologizes. Uh, this this is an elected representative mm-hmm. in a state a lawmaker house. In, the, yeah. in the state house. Yes. All right. This and is, so it be a lawmaker making a a political protest stance. Like yes. what she was doing was a, was a, in protest. Yeah. Republican lawmaker has been stripped of her voting and speaking privileges in Nevada state legislator after taking part in an anti-mask stunt on Tuesday, the Las Vegas Journal or Las Vegas Review Journal reported. Annie Black, a member of the Nevada Assembly, ripped her face covering off while on the assembly floor. She said she refused to put it back on and falsely claimed that the Center for Disease Control and Prevention has said that masks are no longer required, the paper added. And then it goes on to say, in fact, the CDC says that only fully vaccinated Americans, blah, 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 blah. Uh, The next day, Black returned to the floor without a mask. The Assembly's Democrat Majority Leader, uh, Teresa Benitez Thompson, uh, raised a point of order and accused Black of breaking new legislative protocols. That led to a vote which stripped Black of her voting and speaking privileges. Black is barred from speaking or voting until she apologized for her conduct, but that seems unlikely. So, you, so the entire talk. district now has no voice. Yeah, like, and I mean, that, like, to, to compound on what Derek had just said, so they've 
overtly banned her, which eliminates the ballot box. Mm-hmm. They can't tell her, you know, she can't speak, so that eliminates her district's soapbox in the state house. Hey, Nevada, guess what? There's one left. Yeah. Just yep. saying. Yeah. And we're now banned <laughs> from Spotify. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that's gonna be yeah. Well, no, I mean, and that's the thing is, like, think about what that what precedent this is setting because she politically opposes the majority. The majority can just vote that she doesn't get a voice at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the people she represents don't get a voice at all. So, so democracy fucking voting? sucks. It's all yeah, like well, we've well, been telling you that for years. Oh gosh, look at that voting doesn't work. Hey, but I mean, and Jason, they can't see what I did. They don't care. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're just saying there's only one box left. There's only one box left, and the more that they go, push, go play GTA, you'll understand it. Yes, um, the more that they push this, the more people are going to resort to that last box. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen, we have seen, especially in the anarchist communities, a massive influx of people that were historically conservative. I've seen a few that were radical lefties that are now hardcore anarchists because they've seen just how dystopian everything is really becoming. Yeah, that's like that that meme, who who radicalized you? Right. You did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Let's circle. Let's circle back to that. They um. They they took away her ability to do her duly elected position. Yeah. Because they shouldn't have power over that to begin with. She was put there by her constituents. Yes. Exactly. It's not their choice which district does and doesn't mm. get to be represented. Yes. And let's let's not let's not even forget. Like I mean, we we can go into the whole you know. Self ownership, body autonomy. She or body autonomy. She owns herself. Wear a mask or not? Blah blah blah. They took away, or they voted. They voted to take away her ability to vote on behalf of the people that live in her district. So not not only did they take away her vote, they took away their vote, their voice, mm-hmm. and essentially. And what precedent does this yes. set? Yeah, these yes. these are, these, the are the same, these are the yeah, same. These are the same people that refuse to <laughs> reject or the, to to refuse to pass bills regarding qualified immunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they'll vote to stop a person from speaking. Yeah. For not wearing a mask. So if they Andrew, yeah, wa- they Andrew wants to right rant. To vote, Andrew wants could, to rant. Go ahead. They can Andrew. take away her right to vote. They can take away your fucking right to vote. Yes. Well, that's that's the thing. Already like all of these, that. all of these yeah. people in in politics seem to, and who support politicians, support the idea of voting. I mean, they constantly forget that the same bat that you're going to use against your opponent today is going to wind up in the hands of your opponent tomorrow. What mm-hmm. precedent are thing is being set by this? The precedent is being set that it is okay to vote away the voting rights of a fellow legislature legislator in the state legislature because you oppose their views so adamantly. That's and, the core of what's happening here. Is and they, these people losing. usually, usually the only people they give a fuck about are fellow legislators. If they'll do that yeah. to one of them, one of their own, what are they going to do to you? 
the and average this, yeah. fucking voter. And this is really, really reminiscent of the antebellum American Congress. This is really reminiscent mm -hmm. of the kinds of things that began to happen leading up to the American Civil War in 1860. This is what started to happen. These kinds of things where you you already had a voting base that was getting steadily more apart and there was this rift that was becoming steadily more irreconcilable. And then you had legislators who were coming literally to blows with each other over disagreements. And you had this complete breakdown of any semblance of order or anything to the Congress. And as that started to happen, well, when all these people start feeling completely disenfranchised and their voice doesn't matter. What did they do? They seceded from the United States and they started a fucking war. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. So, like, what do you expect to happen by doing all of this stuff? You're taking away their options one by one by one to resolve things peacefully. And, you know, Marvin Heemeyer tried to resolve things peacefully for years. Yep. Yep. And look at what happened when eventually he realized that there is no hope anymore. And I'm not Hell saying that Meyer was a, not a little unhinged because that man was definitely a little unhinged, but but like Killdozer, like, that's what happened. Yeah, that's what yeah. he did, and well, he just yeah, started and destroying their businesses. He, but like you said, Andrew, for years he tried to be reasonable. He tried to play by their rules. He tried to do everything the quote unquote right way, and instead they blocked him. They screwed him. And they bent him over backwards every which way until he finally said, look, I realize this isn't going to happen any peaceable way. So what's left? Yeah, you've taken everything from me. You've taken no everything way to from me. Yeah, um, and then they, you know, and when then, if you watch Tread, they, they talk about, you'll hear them go, well, we offered to, you know, give him an easement across our property. You know, the the concrete plant that he didn't want there that got plopped there specifically just to block his access well we offered to let him get sewer access through our property and he said no well yeah because by then that's the principle of the thing now of course he said no you right. fucking screwed him for years and he's like no screw you at this point screw yeah. you because mm -hmm. you don't get to just give me like and act like you're doing me a fucking favor at this point this never should have come to this in the first place what do you think is going to happen now that they're starting to set this precedent of voting people who disagree? <laughs> Pelosi is pushing this on the House floor. She said she's talking about banning Republican members that are unvaccinated and that won't wear masks on the House floor. Oh, my God. Oh, you're going to you will see this country implode on itself within weeks if they start pulling that shit. Yeah, what I do hope they do. Well, I do, do too. I mean, we're already there. This place is a powder keg. This country right now is a powder keg where <laughs> you have a fascist, essentially a fascist government. And I don't care who's in power. There's some Actually, degree of fascist. Government. Yes. Yeah. Um, there is a fascist government in place. And I don't, like I said, I don't care if you're talking about Republicans in the House or in the Senate or whatever. There's a degree of fascism on both sides of the spectrum. I yes. don't care. And they are going to continue to bludgeon each other over the head with these ridiculous edicts. And they're going to take away the voices of enough people that they're going to look at it and go, fuck you. We've had enough. No. Yeah. 
Well, and you even have, they can't even, like, increasingly, uh, opposition can't even speak out on regular social media or any through mm-hmm. any of the regular mm-hmm. things. And, you know, the, the bottom line is things like Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, things like that are the new newspapers, right? What during mm-hmm. the original Re- American Revolution, the newspapers were, uh, is what these social media platforms are. And when they are increasingly getting no voice in those, you're taking away <laughs> the, any illusion the, of them the having... The technocracy banned the president of the United States from using it. Yeah. While he was still a sitting yeah. president, yes. Yeah. When, yeah. when this starts to happen and you, you're now taking away any illusion that they have any voice politically uh, in any form, whether in politics or on regular I mean, social media. I mean, thank you, because you're totally proving us right, everything we've said for years. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, recruiting them all to, that's recruiting them all to our cause. What do you think is going to happen when our cause reaches critical mass? Mm-hmm. How do you think that's going to go for you? <laughs> well, you yeah, think it's I mean, go and- well? And you, like I said earlier, we've seen our cause grow and grow and grow over the last year as these governments, especially in freaking dystopian nut places like New York, California, Illinois, mm-hmm. Michigan, Oregon, there is Oregon. Or- Oregon, Oregon. Well, I mean, yeah. any, <laughs> I would say anything good on the segway, Pacific, good segue. Anything <laughs> on the Pacific Coast is just a bunch of nut houses. Yeah, anything anything, so anything west of I five is just fucked. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> but you see it more and more and more. And I know, like, I'm on. I'm not on Facebook. They kicked me off last fall. But <laughs> even on MeWe, I have a I have a group, and there's we started off with 15 people. Yeah, we're at 287 oh. now, yeah. and half of them are from these leftist lunatic states. Well yeah, like I'm I'm from I'm from California. Derek is from Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh Dan, one of our ex co-hosts, he's he's from New York. Mark's in Washington now. Yeah. Mark Mark was from Maryland. Yeah. Well and I mean you can even look at some at conservatives when you look at people like Dave Rubin. He was a hardcore lefty for a long time. Saw how corrupt shit was getting mm-hmm. and now he's a conservative leaning libertarian oh. and i give him like uh michael malice was the guy's name he had on his show um michael malice. and i give him mike malice is a good dude he is he showed up in like a full headgear where you couldn't see his face at all because of the mask orders in california <laughs> <laughs> and, just and he did the, the entire extreme. interview like that um but, like, it uh, kind of pisses me off, though. Like, I want to tell them, fuck off, because a lot of these people are were fucking rabid voters up until this well, newest yeah. thing, and they didn't want to hear anything we fucking had to say. Uh-huh. And, like, so few of them are saying, <laughs> shit, my bad, I was really fucking like, wrong. Like, like Biden, Biden going back on the uh, student loan pledge. Oh, oh yeah, his, his How many of us said that, that? That that's <laughs> yeah. a fucking lie. It's a campaign promise. It's it, never no, gonna be realized. Biden backed off on the student on the on the the student loan pledge to, to cut student wall. loans. Um, he also <laughs> is, is not defunding police. Increase ten thirty three. Increase 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 border control. Yeah, is has no interest. Has no interest in legalizing or decriminalizing marijuana at the federal yeah. level. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everything, everything that he that he campaigned on, that people were like, oh, he's going to do all these yeah. things and undo all these things that Trump did. He's continuing almost every single policy, every yep. single one. Yep. They put it, they put they it in the tariff. He literally some tariffs, hasn't done some anything. Tariffs were, some like, tariffs were actually increased. Yeah. point out. Yeah. yeah, everything that they supposedly that these NPCs hated Trump for, and rightfully so in most cases, that they hated him for a lot of this stuff. But we all said, hey, Biden isn't going to be any better. Remember that Trump is a lifelong Democrat until very recently. Biden is an old line Democrat who opposed the repeal of Jim Crow. If you think he's your savior, you're an idiot. And look at what's happening. Gee, we're yeah. right yet again. Yeah. And the, the only difference is, is you have Biden and his administration pushing much harder than the Trump administration did for more gun control. That is yeah. the biggest difference between them. Yeah, but Trump accomplished a lot for gun control while he was in office. Yeah. Trump set the precedence for mm-hmm. gun control by executive mm-hmm. order. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll notice... Yeah, and that was one of the things I said at the time when that all came out, where I yep. said, if you think mm-hmm. that that isn't going to get used later, and on top of that, what else did Trump set a precedent for? Oh, right, Mad Dog Mattis, a yep. DOD secretary who was a sitting active general less than five years before. That yep. is not supposed to be constitutionally allowed. They made an exception for him and allowed a former military member, a very recent former military member with still a lot of loyalty in the military, to then run the military, which is not supposed to be what happens. Yep. <laughs> and he still wore, you notice, his military uniform while he was in charge. And that was a precedent that the Republicans set. And now we have people being I mean, fired for I being mean, anti-cultural Marxists. Biden's, Biden's Secretary of Defense was a Raytheon lobbyist. Oh, there's no conflict of interest there. <laughs> oh no, no not absolutely not. Come on. But remember, so. but remember though, my what I'm saying though is that now we have this, you know, people being fired for speaking out against the infiltration of cultural Marxism and this hyper leftism in the United States military, and the precedent has already been set by Republicans to allow a general into to, into the DoD to be in charge of the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see where this is going and these precedents are getting set by the right because they don't bother to consider what's going to happen when the left is in power and their precedents being set by the left because they don't care what happens when the right gets in power or they all know what's going to fucking happen and they're mm-hmm. working together to make it fucking happen that's more that's, likely in my that's opinion. more ding, likely ding, ding. Yep. and the steady spiral yeah. Down to full-on yep. authoritarianism. The, the left hand, no the left and the right are just shaking each other's hand, jerking going, each other's cocks. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, and just yeah. they're saying we'll do this, but but you won't do that, right, guys? Yeah. No, they're jerking each other's cocks, yeah. and you're the one who's going to get spooged on. What do you think? And yeah, if, more or less. if Trump runs in 2024 <laughs> and wins. What do you think he's going to immediately start doing? He's going to what, just Jason? continue. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> you know, if Trump run, does run again in 24, I would be entertained to beat hell because the memes are going to be awesome. 
Yeah, yeah but I mean, what what do you yeah. think is going to happen? Do you think he's going to suddenly change things? No, of course not. He's going to continue the same things that Biden was doing, except now the right's <laughs> going to go ahead and bend right over for it. Yep. And, and the, the left, left and the left go, and the left will call him a Hitler and a white nationalist and racist and sexist and all this other shit anymore. for the next six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Except they won't anymore because now Biden was doing all that stuff and they're going, hey, look, oh, see, they, they don't, don't care. care. They don't, don't care. They'll do it anyway. They don't fucking care. They're goldfish with tunnel vision. All they see is the yeah. R behind his name. <laughs> they'll they'll call him all those things under the sun and more this time around if he wins. It'll be. It'll just be fucking pandemonium, and we'll sit here and we'll laugh about it, and we'll make fun of the normies that are sitting Actually, there going, and we Trump. will just fiddle while Rome burns. You know, you know more what? Or less. You know, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make a prediction right now. Mark it. I'm gonna make a prediction. Trump wins in 2024. It plunges the country into civil war, mass unrest. They use that as an excuse to crack down hyper military power. And that's what instills the full authoritarian uh, regime. Is going to be that right there. It's going to be so, that yeah. either and that, that happens, or remember well, that, that I said that. I, I would say from the fucking mRNA shot. Yeah, that's yeah. all the zombies. I was, well, I was going to say, Andrew, it, it could very top. well be Ron DeSantis that yeah. does that instead, because right now, from what I'm on, from what I'm hearing from a lot of my conservative friends mm, mm. is he is kind of the the favored guy trump is yesterday's news for 24 okay i would not vote for desantis for president but if desantis wanted to be president of florida i would be okay with it yeah see that see that i saved that segue yeah yeah Yep. Because <laughs> yeah. the old yeah. segue's dead and buried and plowed over in the Yeah, yeah it, it was a good segue though. It Jesus. was a good segue too, and we just kind of kept going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would have been a better segue if it had been in the right place in the conversation, but you know. Yeah, well. Well, we had a herd of logical elephants yeah. trampling <laughs> my segue. <laughs> <laughs> but new uh, segue that grew out of the old segue. Succession. Succession. <laughs> Five Oregon counties plan or back a plan to secede. Ladies and gentlemen, I would just like to say before we get into this, secession of the individual is the purest the ultimate goal. Yeah. Well, yeah, secession of the minority. Yeah, of course, the smallest minority is the individual. But right. however, this is I mean, any step towards this, secession. This is a of step in the right is, direction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. In non-binding elections, parts of eastern Oregon said they want to join Idaho. The conservative region has long felt alienated from the liberal politics of Oregon's population centers. Wow, yeah. what a shock. Most of not... Oregon has always felt alienated from Portland, Eugene, and Salem. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. Derek, like, like we said, Derek is from Oregon. I'm from California. Oregon, California, Washington, Washington. New York, uh, Illinois, they have the same problem. They have these tiny urban areas that are densely Mm. populated that have a shit ton of elected officials Mm. that overrule the more conservative areas of the state, which in landmass is far larger than you have in the the urban populations. So, oh, yeah. And the 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 rural areas that are getting overruled Mm -hmm. are the production areas so it creates two separate classes of citizens Mm -hmm. 
well, the and, fucking worker ants who have no say yeah, in anything. And the grasshoppers. And, and I would oh, say notice. the same thing with Wisconsin, too. Because, I mean, you look at Wisconsin, uh, every election cycle, you see uh, Superior, La Crosse, Madison, and Milwaukee are always blue. Always. Yes. Eau Claire flips around every couple of years. But the entire rest of the state, including Green Bay, Appleton, Oshkosh, and that whole population center over there, it's all red. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, because like, there are so many people in yeah. Milwaukee in that area. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Washington, but those and Washington, people... yeah, and Washington it's, it's Seattle, Tacoma, Olympia, yep. California, California, cities, it's Sacramento, it's the Bay Area, it's the yeah. LA area. And well, I've always said it, there's something about cities, like people living like fucking sardines. Mm-hmm. That makes them believe that they have some fucking imperative well, over uh, their neighbor, over the on, person right next to them on that subway. There's, or, there's, there's an, there's an actual, um, actual theory to this, right? Where, where you have, where you have more population, you're gonna have more government, uh-huh. right? So people grow up with more government, so they, they become more used to it, like independent. Um, yeah, like, yeah. like where, where, like up north where my nephews go to school, they don't have armed guards at school. Yeah, the schools oh. down here where I am, they have chain link fences and barbed wires and sheriff deputies. I'm sorry, not sheriff, uh, police deputies. Jeez, right? I live in a town of 1,300 people. We have three cops, four cops for the I have, for all three shifts. My whole have, county I, has 25,000 people. I have in the more, entire county. I have more people in my county than several states. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have. There's over there, a million people in my county. There are people the the city that I live in. There are neighborhoods, even just in the Twin Cities, that are the same size as yeah. the entire city that I live in. And yeah, my city is even densely populated enough. And unfortunately, because we have like six fucking colleges within the city, is so fucking left that it just keeps going harder. You only have three left. No, there's more than that because there's there's uh, Viterbo, there's UWL, there's WTC. All right, we don't care. So the the, the point is, <laughs> <laughs> the point is, Jerica people, shot that plane out of the sky. Yeah, <laughs> when people live so close to each other, Andrew went down like a Malaysian they, airliner. They become so <laughs> dependent. They become so dependent on a third party to protect them from the people they piss off because they live too fucking close to each other. Yep. You know, and and then they start becoming they become dependent on the government, dependent on their neighbors to pay for it. And then yep. they start thinking we're all interdependent. No, we're fucking not. Well, cities, at, dear yeah. U.S. cities, you all <laughs> could fucking burn off of the map tomorrow and the people left behind in the country wouldn't fucking <laughs> care. What's we wouldn't I, care. We wouldn't even notice. We wouldn't even notice. notice. They'd be like, oh, that happened? Okay. And they'd find out about it three months later. I mean, they <laughs> don't fucking care. What, what, I live, what was I the, live in the like, Amish country. If shit went sideways in the cities, I would just go talk to the Amish and be like, hey, I want to put up a cattle fence around my yard. What do I do? Yeah. yeah. And you they'd come out and be like, all right, just put this there, put that there, do this, and you're good to go. I mean, yeah. um, this this time last year, we were, we were being told, quote, we're all in the same boat. Right? No, that we're was, fucking not. Right. No, we're fucking not. <laughs> well, Portland is the Titanic, but the Titanic is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> the entire Pacific <laughs> Coast is the like Titanic. 
what Derek was talking about, I mean, think about like Portland, right? Like, what do you always hear when you hear people talk about Portland? They talk about, oh, it's the art, all of the art and the creativity. It's never, oh yeah, they they're the headquarters for all these manufacturing concerns. And yeah, uh, oh no, they, Nike. You know, so it's only, all... only Nike, and that's because Phil Nike went to Oregon. Yeah, right. Other than that, it's all it's and always Nike's, oh, it's the art. Nike the and 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 Nike's and Nike's are manufactured overseas. I'm just yeah. 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 So like they don't they don't make anything they don't produce anything they produce artwork and you notice where the concentrations constantly of leftists always are is it's always in these artistic groups where they don't actually produce anything of any real intrinsic value. Uh-huh. Yep. And so they demand that everyone else pay for their lifestyle. Well, and you say the same thing. You could say the same thing about New York City. You have Broadway, which is a huge tourist attraction. Yeah. You have all of the off-Broadway shows. You have the Met. You have all of the... the you have Wall Street. People manipulating other people's money. You know, I think oh, we yeah. can fucking do without that. I'm I mean, pretty sure we could live without that. I, I'd be okay if, you know, New York just all of a sudden flooded and... You know, yeah, if the day New, after New tomorrow actually happened... Fucking, New York can fall into the fucking I, Hudson. Portland can fall into the Willamette. We uh, wouldn't give a shit. People who live in the country... We'll fucking survive without you. Anybody yeah, on the western side of the San Andreas Fault falling into the Pacific Ocean? I mean, we would miss you, Jason. Don't get me wrong, I'm, but I'm east of the. Yeah, I'm see, east of the San Andreas. Even, just okay, then then, it, then you would just have to off. worry about the tidal wave. You know, no big deal. <laughs> oh no, I'm far enough. I'm far enough away. Yeah. Uh, well, no, so, he'd I mean, be a lot the, closer to the beach. So yes, you would. Yes, you a would. A couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, uh, the Seminole, the the Seminole Nation, right? Seminoles are the the tribe in Florida in that Florida. Uh, right. never has actually ever surrendered to the uh-huh. American <laughs> ever. Um, a lot of the that's because nobody wants to fight in the swamp. The tribe, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, they well, live in the fucking swamp. Well, I mean, there's you know there 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 was a number that that stayed behind in Florida. Well, most of them moved you know west, but a lot of them didn't and. The ones that didn't never surrendered, so the tribe itself never did. But in 2019, they actually purchased Hard Rock Cafe that the, the Seminole Nation did. A lot of people missed it, but it happened. They actually bought the Hard Rock the whole Cafe, chain? the whole chain, the whole thing. The Seminole Nation wow. owns. And the the chief of the tribe said one of the greatest quotes I have ever heard, which was, uh, "Years ago, our ancestors sold the island of Manhattan." For a few beads. Today we begin to buy it back one hamburger at a time. <laughs> and so I they wish own the they Hard Rock would. Hotel then in, in Vegas. They own all yeah, of they, it. They own, yeah, they, they own all of the Hard Rock stuff. Mm, the whole Hard Rock brand. I know where I'm yeah. staying next time I go. To <laughs> I don't know if it was like 95 million or 950 million. Uh, 2007, the tribe bought the Hard Rock Cafe, Hard but, Rock Cafe franchise for 967 million. Yeah, so nine nine hundred a little over nine hundred million dollars. Yeah, they bought it, and that was the quote. And I wish yeah. they would. Like, could you buy Manhattan back, maybe, and maybe like just demolish everything, turn it back into a wilderness? Like, that would be great <laughs> if you go Manhattan ahead. Manhattan was that. a fucking swamp. It was like, oh yeah, like they had to do so much construction to make well, it. I mean, bold buildings. Manhattan Island is an island in like two estuaries. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what it amounts to. It was I mean, wetlands. It, it was all yeah. wetlands. Yeah. And if they could go ahead and turn that's that back why it that, flooded though. under Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. Yes. Well, and don't forget that the entire southern end of Manhattan is in fact built on a garbage dump. 
Right. Well, that was originally a garbage dump that filled in the water. And then once it filled up high enough, they decided to slap buildings on top of it because that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, let's get into this. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, let's talk about this succession. Buried again. <sighs> All right. Uh, political divisions in Oregon can be great. Or... How now, brown cow? How now? Fuck yeah, brown cows. oddly shaped feet. <laughs> Political divisions in Oregon can, to a great degree, be measured by a river. The Deschutes. How do you say that, Dirica? Deschutes. Deschutes. Okay. Measured by a river, the Deschutes, which winds its snaky, circuitous way through the state's midsection. The river div- divides the high prairies of the eastern half, agriculture and politically conservative, largely from the wetter, woodier western half, which has been l- more populated and more liberal. The, the Deschutes state- River is some of the best fucking whitewater rafting in the world. I'm just going to say that. I have heard that. I wish I could go out there. I was going to say, I've actually heard that, too, from people that it's fucking yeah. amazing. Oh, I've been on it. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> I've been okay. to Eugene, and I've seen it, but I've never yeah. actually been you on it. You want to go to Bend. If you want to do whitewater rafting on the Deschutes, you want to go to Bend. Yeah, I'm only, I'm only like two hours from the American River and like four hours from the Merced River. Hey, yeah. Andrew, should we go do some rafting in Bend? <laughs> so what have you guys done like level three four thousand four thousand that's right i'm not gonna die okay so uh, the deschutes river the deschutes um, river yeah the statewide shutdown orders that accompany the coronavirus pandemic last year deepened those divisions crippling businesses at a time when some rural counties had few cases the protests and riots over race and police conduct in Portland, the state's largest city, widen the gaps further still, and the defeated or the defeat of former President Donald J. Trump, who won most counties but still lost the state by a large margin um, after President Biden's strong showing in the cities capped off a litany of frustrations. This week, all of that led to thousands. Okay, first off, they've listed like four things. Reality, there's like 400 things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. I mean, I mean, I mean, everything from property rights to uh, environmental to fucking Gun rights, the stupid ass bullshit cattle permits. And yeah. you got to get a permit to cut a tree down, to feed your wood stove, to get Christmas. Uh, just... Yeah. Well, don't forget. I mean, when, when Oregon and Washington could, were passing, I could those... go off. I could go on yeah. for hours about this. Oh, when, when they were passing a lot of those laws, like you always heard these arguments that were coming from these counties, from these eastern counties, mm-hmm. going, this is stupid because, and they just got shouted down mm-hmm. every yep. time. Yep. Yes. Yep. All right. This week, all of that led thousands of East Bank residents to a single resident but highly improbable word, secession. A majority of the residents in five eastern counties said in non-binding votes that they would like to leave Oregon and join with the more like-minded conservative neighbors further east in Idaho. Mm-hmm. I quote, can't blame them. Yeah, quote, those of us in rural Oregon, Oregon are written off, said Mike McCarter, a retired agricultural nursery owner who has led the secession drive. Yeah. And to be clear, there's a lot of rural Oregon west of that, too. There really yes, is. Yes, uh, it especially is, it is the, three the, the cities further, that are fucking fir- causing yeah. all of this. Um, mm-hmm. Like the the the, politi- the political companies. That's that's you know four pieces, mm-hmm. right? Like the top left is Oregon liberal, and like the other three pieces would be Oregon conservative. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
most of like the southern half of Oregon and the northern half of California, uh, like that makes up the state of Jefferson. I have actually have my state of Jefferson yeah. patch on. Um, and really, in Oregon, it's just the I five corridor. Yes. Yeah. Same. Same California. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that was one of the things when I was in you know every time I've gone to the Pacific Northwest, it has always like kind of culture shocked me. It's like you you land you know in a plane in you know in Seattle, you land in Portland, you land in L A. And as you head east out into the country, it's unrecognizable the way people are there versus the way they are where you just landed in an airplane. It uh, is completely different. Completely yeah. where, um, different. Where my kids live, uh, you know, an hour north of Sacramento, there's there's State of Jefferson signs. Yeah. Like on, only yeah. an hour from the state capitol. And there's already people be like, no, we don't we don't want anything to do with it. Yep. Well, and they absolutely should then, have that choice. Yes, they absolutely. Should. They and almost did. They almost when you did, look, and then Pearl Harbor happened, and then I was gonna say, up. especially when you look an hour to the south and you see what's going on in Sacramento, and you go, "No, this is complete <laughs> horseshit." And the yes. same thing in Oregon. You know, all those people to the south and the west or east of of Salem, they're like, "No." Why would we want anything to do with what you're telling us right now? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I found Portland absolutely disgusting. I mean, I, I did. I found it absolutely I, I was never in Portland. I was only in it's, Eugene. And even that, that was... Eh. Eugene is worse than Portland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eugene was... Eugene, the, no. Eugene has University of Oregon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eugene, is, <laughs> Eugene is where the mother of my twins is from. Oh, um, explain yeah. that. That should explain All right. But, um, yeah, that's it, why I, I only had fun while I was there and didn't really care for the you know climate. Yeah. yeah, but I was I was disgusted by like Portland and stuff and just it's so much county bullshit there. And then as soon as I headed out into the country, it's it really is. It's like a my people. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's another one of the things like um like here here in the Bay Area, like you see work trucks, but like the majority of you know civilian vehicles, whatever you want to call it. Uh, our cars, right? Toyotas, oh. Hondas, Accords, Camrys, uh, those stupid little mini SUVs, uh, the crossovers as they call them. Yeah. You get 20 minutes outside of the Bay Area. You, it, the majority is, is pickup trucks. Yep. Yeah. Oh. And big SUVs. You can haul. And big like, SUVs. Yeah. Well, I mean, families. Suburbans. Yeah. Uh, where where those, I live. Is those fantastic true. excursions that get eight miles to the gallon. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love those things. I had an X seven seven. I'm looking at the average MPG on my fucking (laughs) navigator right now. That's like fourteen point five. I was gonna say the city is like twelve. Fucking fucking Uh, highway seventeen. (laughs) (laughs) My truck gets about eight. We're up. We're killing time. Let's get back into this. Yeah. All right. Uh, talk of or talk of gathering up grievances and divorcing has long been a staple of American politics. Upstate New York regularly threatens to sever ties with a more liberal city of the same name. Californians have long toyed with splitting, <coughs> splitting the state in two. Texas, which is which has always wanted to go larger, sometimes talks of leaving the United States entirely. Which they really should. I'm full supportive. Um, Florida should too. I probably yeah. would, that would be the only reason I would ever move south is if well, Texas if, ever if Texas left. if Texas left, you know, Idaho's going with it, and Arkansas is probably going with it. Yeah, probably. You know, and Oklahoma. Really I would say Oklahoma's going. I'm with surprised it. Utah has it by this yeah. point in time. Yeah, they 
They're barely yeah. a state now. Yeah. Well, so. Utah has the NSA data center, so they can't leave. Yeah. Well, like Utah yeah. is well, like a couple of cities surrounded by fucking federal land. Yeah. So. so. There's a small part of me that really wants to get a battle axe and just go to town on the NSA data center in Utah. <laughs> and he's getting droned. All right. That's not the only um, one. I'm already a probable <laughs> drone target. Come on. All right. The Greater Idaho Movement that spurred the special election vote on Tuesday has also been simmering for years, but it has picked up steam amid the growing political polarization that accompanied the November presidential election and the fractitious debates over government response to the pandemic. Yeah, Voters I mean, we've in, talked about the readout before. Mm-hmm. You know. The readout area, um, which is Idaho, western Washington, western Oregon. Eastern uh, Washington. Or, or sorry, eastern, eastern Washington, eastern Oregon. Yeah, and like western Montana. Like western Montana, that whole little yeah. fist area. Um, Where Ruby part Ridge. of Wyoming. Yeah, Ruby Ridge would be part of it. Yeah. Um, and then, um, no, off topic, but Missoula is a beautiful city. It is. Yep. Missoula is an interesting so, city. So. Yep. Uh, voters in two counties, Union and Jefferson, state of Jefferson, uh, voted last fall to address the question of a border change, a process that will begin public meetings uh, in the counties with one set for June. Uh, that is, what, a week from now? Um, Mr. McCarter, 74, who bought a gun, who, who, who brought a gun club in retirement and now helps people to get their concealed carry permits, said that Eastern Oregon, despite what Congress did in setting the state's borders more than a century ago, really is more like Idaho. Adding rural Oregon's voice to Idaho's, he said, would benefit conservatives and give them a strengthened heartland in the Northeast. Quote, we just want to come alongside them and bolster the conservative support. Can you imagine the kind of pouring of conservatives to that area if that happens? And well, they want to feel yeah. like they have some fucking representation within their state because well, they not, don't not, not not only that, not only that, but taking away the elected representatives of Oregon. Mm. Yeah. All right. So they would mm. lose elective representatives. They would lose. Um, they um, lose GDP and resources. G- well, not and... only that, but they they would lose um, the um, the the electoral college points. Yep. Mm. Well, that would be that like... would be added to Idaho. That's so, just I like mean, what you're seeing right now. Politically, this would be a huge deal at the federal level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would be a big mm-hmm. deal. But at well, the I mean, state level, it would have even. I don't. Well, Oregon, it wouldn't affect Oregon at the state level, because that would just bolster their liberal, right? So they would have a stronger liberal um, majority. They could just Oregon. go to hell in their handbasket even faster. Yeah, they'd veer even yes. harder left and yeah. eat themselves. Is what would happen. Yeah. Because Which there would be anything else. I'm okay them. with. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> Idaho, I, I'm sure Idaho would be happy to sell them potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a rough <sighs> um, The proposal uh, also faces serious academic, economic headwinds. Recreational marijuana is legal in Oregon, but not in Idaho, which has led to tax revenue boom in Oregon's side, where Idaho, Idahoans have traveled to buy. Uh, there is even a drive through weed store in a town of Ontario, the largest community in Malheur County, an hour's drive from Boise. Um, Oregon also has no sales tax, a fact that led many Idahoans to cross the border to shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malheur County, that's where Ammon Bundy um, and them yep. boys had the standoff. Right. Where the uh, boy Finnegan was murdered, assassinated by his own government. Right. I and still, most have, of I still is... haven't been able to read that book. 
most of this is desert that we're talking about. It's, it's like high, high plains high desert. High desert. High desert. There's um, high desert. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of sheep herders up there. A lot of cattle herders. There's still mm-hmm. some loggers, but it's like selective logging. I have family that fucking have one of the largest sheep farms in Oregon, like in Bend, right yeah. there at the Deschutes River. Good antelope right. hunting, though. Yeah. Um, Grant, Baker, Lake, Sherman, and Maurer counties, the five currently in revolt, are huge in area but minuscule in population and thus political clout at the capital in Salem. The counties contain 63,000 people over about 26,000 square miles, an area yeah. about the same size as Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Jersey, Rhode Island, and Delaware combined. Yeah. Yep. I have 1.1 million people in my county. Yeah. Well, and keep in mind, my, I mean, my county has less than 15,000 people in speaking, it. So. But yeah. I mean, speaking of, of those states, I mean, keep in mind, like, look at that land division in the East and how vastly different each state politically can be because they're so small. So the populations can be very politically different. And that's fine because they don't have these secessionist issues because it's small, which means that each place is kind of isolated to like minded people. And so. Everything else. I think that's the when they carved up the West originally, they carved it up long, long well, it, term. It is largely done on like geographical lines, and yeah. then on latitude lines. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, so yeah. It, it winds up being like the, the border between Washington and Oregon. The only reason it exists is because it's the fucking Columbia River. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like look at look at what happened when the the British and the French uh, carved up like Iraq, for instance ignoring tribal differences and everything else and just went, we're just going to draw this line here arbitrarily. Look at what that's done to the entire Middle East that all these countries were done this way. And, and now we're seeing, seeing it in the thing. U.S. Yeah, in the U.S., where yeah. when you have that kind of division, you, you really need to split borders. So, okay, um, yeah. 63,000 people uh, would leave. Uh, overall population of Oregon is 4.218 million. The population of Idaho is 1.78 million. So that would make it what one point nine, something like that, or ish two two point four or something like that, whatever. It'd be about one point so eight five ish. So really small. Yeah. So, but sixty three thousand people over twenty six thousand square miles. Um, quote: These are really small places and tough places to make a living," said Tim Dye, uh, professor of economics at the University of Oregon. Uh, recent demographic trends have not worked in their favor with essentially flat or slightly declining populations across the past several decades, even as urban centers in Oregon, especially Portland, explode with growth. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not surprising that the urban centers are exploding with growth because a lot of your lefties, who pe- kids who decided that they were going to be lefties when they got out of the public indoctrination system, got done with their college and decided, you know what? I live out here in the middle of bumfuck Egypt, uh-huh. and I'm not. I don't agree with these people, so I'm going to go live with my people. <laughs> and, and it's, it's and not even why... that. It's not even that. It's that the regulations coming out of Salem have yes. made it even harder to earn a living uh-huh. in this hostile environment. Uh-huh. And so, like, people are fucking abandoning their farms and shit because, yeah, like, uh, um, um, like the 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 environmental regulations I was talking about earlier. Um, the environmental regulations aren't created by people that live on the farms. No, they're created by people that wear suit and ties 
and work and and live in concrete fucking jungle. Con- yeah. Yeah. Well, and the vast majority see... of them are lawyers. Well, they're, yeah, yeah, they're created by bureaucrats, yeah. not yeah. And they, farmers the and fishermen and hunters. Crop is an overly long neighbor's lawn. Yeah. I mean, um, and, yeah. And I mean, you see the same thing where Andrew and I live in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. where um, the the family farm has all but died. It's dying, yeah. and it's dying at an ever increasing pace. I mean, one of mm-hmm. the most depressing things you can ever do is look at the real estate listings for rural mm-hmm. Wisconsin because every week you see more and more of these family farm operations coming up for sale because the regulations have gotten so bad the small guys can't do yep, anything we can, anymore. That yeah. that's another that's another topic that I can go for hours on. Yeah. About, oh, about yeah. that about about the 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 family farm dying and corporate farms pop, popping up and and the US well, being and, being a net importer of food. You know um, the US imports about 60% of the food we consume. Yeah. Worked out yeah. so well for the Roman Empire. Oh, and we don't even have to. That's again because of the lefties <laughs> and their fucking special diets yep. and shit like that. Yeah. Well, so, and, all right, oh, all right. and not only that, but I mean, back when I used to run a service truck. Yeah. Back when I used to run a service truck, I I worked did a lot of work for family operations, and they were you know whatever you can do to get it back into into service, do that. And then yeah, I'd go to this big corporate place, and they hit, ran over a deer antler, and their tire on their spreader tractor was flat, but it, it was repairable. I just put a new tire. In fact, get four new tires. Yeah, yeah. Um, back to the article. Uh, the few rural places that have grown in that part of the state, notably Bend, a former timber town in central Oregon, bisected by the Deschutes River, has shifted largely to the left. As newcomers arrive, many of them from Portland. Yeah, and people move. As we discussed, Bend is where the University of Oregon is. No, no, that's Eugene. Eugene's where they Bend is. um, The reason that Bend is is booming is because Bend is where you go for all the really outstanding outdoorsy stuff that Oregon stands Mm -hmm. for, like the recreation, outdoor recreation. So all these people who live in fucking cities. This is the only way they can get outdoor recreation is to go to Bend, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, uh, it's like Chicagoans Eastern... getting property in northern Wisconsin. It's the only yeah, way they yeah. can do it. Yeah, yeah. for yeah, Eastern it's... conservatives, it has all been like watching a train pull away down the tracks, leaving them behind. All five of the would-be new Idaho counties voted strongly for Mr. Trump in November, topped by Lake County, where he got nearly eighty percent of the vote, only to see the state's electoral college votes go to the Democratic candidate. Mr. Biden won 10 counties and lost uh, in 26, but the 10 included Portland. Yep. Which, you know, I mean, oh, keep telling yourself you have a voice. (laughs) You get all of these people overwhelmingly vote one way. The same thing happened in our state with Wisconsin, where Milwaukee, Madison, and just a handful of other counties. California, happened in California, too. Yeah. Yeah. Voted in favor of everybody else. If you look at the, the map of the counties across the mm-hmm. U.S. and the way that they voted, you see that where all these rural counties are going one direction, and then all these little population centers are going completely different direction. Yep. And you want to honestly tell me that it is beneficial for <laughs> these people and those people to be stuck in the same border? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, quote, most of us in rural Oregon realize that whatever the Portland Willamette Valley area wants, they get, uh, Mr. MacArthur said. Quote, do we have freedom to vote who we want to govern us? That is the question. Uh, the answer is no. Yeah, the answer is no. 
Yeah, well, occasional yeah. And Portland was... and the Willamette Valley. Yeah, that's absolutely true because I grew up at the north end of the Willamette Valley and Eugene is at the south end. Um, so there's like Portland, Salem, Eugene are all in that Willamette Valley area. It's like bookended with just like hyper left on each yeah. end. Yeah. While occasional talk of secession has accompanied the polarization of politics across the country, dreaming of remaking the American map has been particularly resonant or particularly resonant in the West, where state borders were late in coming. In the 1930s, residents of Wyoming, Montana, and South Dakota dreamed of forming a conglomeration of like-minded communities in the new state that would be called Abroska. The idea of a vast new political entity called Cascadia that would stretch up through the Pacific Northwest into Canada has fluttered in the regional consciousness for decades. More recently, mm-hmm. residents of Northern mm-hmm. California and Southern Oregon hatched the idea of the state that would be called Jefferson. Yeah, I, I, you know, I have a cousin that lives in that area. Quote, in previous decades, it was the Southern counties. Now it's the East, but it's the same feeling, feeling powerless. That is Bruce A. Weber, the recently retired longtime director of the Rural Studies Program at Oregon State University. Quote, the desire to have influence and respect is universal, and it's part of what is driving a lot of behavior in this in this country right now. No, I think he's missing something. The desire to not be fucking victimized. Yes. Is universal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. To, to um, not be able to, to have the opportunity to speak and not have and have people listen to you and not be like oh well i want this and then have everyone else go yeah that's that's cool that's fine yeah, yeah. um you have part- your boys here your shit is yeah. ours now. yeah and to go along with that i mean what i was just trying to say is i have a cousin that lives in this particular area of canada and he says the same thing it's like that whole area wants nothing to do with the Canadian government, yeah, they want Canada, they want to join Montana and Idaho. Yeah, Canada, and Canada has Washington, Canada has Eastern the same Washington. issue. Canada has the same issue. Um, mm-hmm. The the eastern edge of Canada, the Quebec area of Canada, the French speaking part of Canada, they control all of Canada. Like British Columbia, yeah. British Columbia is like a small population, very mm-hmm. extremely rural, um, a, a, like Western Oregon. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Uh, part of the argument for shifting borders, according to Citizens for Greater Idaho, uh, which organized the secession ballot measure, is that conservatives are fleeing liberal areas to join Americans in more conservative areas. Um, just like you know, conser- just like people leaving California and Texas. Um, yep. Why not? The group suggests give the conservatives more room. Quote: Adding Oregon counties to Idaho will take some pressure off Idaho's housing market. The group said, giving people more counties to choose from as they move into Idaho to gain political refugee. Or gain political refuge from blue states. Mm-hmm. You know, and that yeah. says a lot about Idaho. And it's, I mean, and that's been the case for a very long time. I mean, again, bringing up Ruby Ridge, the early 90s, that was a thing that everyone talked about at the time is that lots of people who are very anti government and stuff go to Idaho. It's been this like a magnet for this kind of culture for a very, very long time. And, and they're running Montana, out of too. housing now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, there's there is a, a project in Idaho right now. It's actually called the Citadel. I don't know if anybody's heard of it, but it's it's literally like a giant concrete like fort with these concrete like bunker houses. You can then slap siding on and make look like a normal house, but it's actually like hardened steel reinforced concrete with like steel drop windows and stuff for defense and everything. And it's 
it's being built in Idaho specifically for anti-government people to go live in mm-hmm. together so that they have a defensible perimeter so that a Ruby Ridge can't happen again. Like, this is the kind mm-hmm. of culture that you're looking at in Idaho and why these counties want to join. Yeah. And why do people yep. feel this is necessary? And, yeah. and not only that, but... <laughs> But I mean, you look at you look at the recent census data, and you see how California has lost representation. Cali- New California York has lost California's representation. Lost and- people, lo- California has a smaller population now, for the first time in like forty years. Like the like more people have moved out of California than have come mm-hmm. into California mm-hmm. for the first time in like forty years. And, th- and that's yeah, the because problem because the beaches all- just aren't worth your bullshit. Right, And the problem is that then a lot of these people who flee these policies that are they, just sucking oh the life God, out they of they vote for the same shit when they get there. Same shit where they yep. go. That's, that's, how that's why Colorado's purple. So fucking liberal. That is yeah. how Oregon ended up yep. so fucking liberal. And, and that's what's going to, honestly, that's what's going to flip Texas right now. Yeah. It's, yeah, already Texas, flipping Arizona. it's already flipping Arizona. Yeah, flip, mm-hmm. It's flipping Arizona, which is actually why I withdrew from my my stance to try and get to move to Arizona is because I saw how left it was starting to turn. Um, I mean, you see that. Yeah, you, you see that in Colorado. I mean, look at what Colorado used to be even 20 this years ago. This is the real virus, folks. This is the yeah. real fucking virus. The, yeah. the leftism is the real so, pandemic. Yeah. So, so you're saying politicians aren't nice people? Oh. So you would, say you would not be surprised. You would not be surprised if I read a headline that said Kentucky home for adults with disabilities now in limbo as city issues eminent domain. No, I wouldn't uh, be surprised. Hmm, would, would you be yeah. surprised if, if I told you that the 28 bed residential facility is across the street from the police station in City Hall? What a completely no. odd uh, coincidence. Did we lose Christopher all together or just video? No, he's still here. I'm okay. still here. Okay. So I just this is uh, my video off. And this is this is uh, Russell, Kentucky. A uh, 28-bed residential facility for disabled adults in Russell, Kentucky will soon have to find a new location or split up their residence. The city has issued eminent domain on the Russell Convalescent Home property, meaning they will be forced to sell their property to the city. City, The council voted on it Thursday, this is a couple weeks ago, and it passed unanimously. What do they want to use that property for, Jason? Oh, well, I'll get to that. That's the worst part. Uh-huh. Uh, employees, residents, and supporters gathered outside the facility with signs that rallied to raise awareness about what was, what was happening. Hey, before Quote, you tell us what they're going to use it for, let's do a fucking, like, Everybody gets to put in a guess. I'm going to guess a park. I'm going to guess parking. I'm going to guess uh, some. Say both. Say both. Say both. Both? Both? All right, both. He says both. I say both. All right. Okay. (laughs) Quote, you're taking their home and you're separating their family. Uh, That is Dreama Hedge, a medical supervisor with the home. The Russell Convalescent Home has been in downtown Russell for 50 years. It serves disabled adults but provi- uh, by providing them with a place to live while teaching them life skills. Because the eminent domain is now officially happening, the Rome has switched gears to start fundraising for a new building so that all employees and the 27 residents can stay together. Um, let's see. Uh, now that the city has made the move on the on the property, uh, on the on the property, the city will pay the market value for the land to clear it with plans for building. A parking lot and a green space. 
Mm-hmm. Look at that! Hey. They, they'd rather uh, have their train area or their parking lot and uh, or take away these people that you know that this is their family. They don't have family, so they are their family. Blah, blah, blah. says, um, okay, uh, uh, quote, with all this progress, some changes are necessary. Uh, that is a press release from the city. Uh, the city needs the land located at 407 Ferry Street, directly across from the city building and the police station. Uh-huh. Great green space and parking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. there, I mean, you know, and if you've ever worked with disabled adults or had experience with disabled adults, you know that change is uh-huh. something that upsets them a great deal. It's, it's right. hard mm-hmm. for them to cope with that, uh, especially if they're, like, autistic and, you know, and things. It's, it's really hard for them to fully process change. Right. And what this government is doing is... And you know, you know, they could have chosen another place. They easily could have chosen another place. And the reason that they chose where they did was specifically because they had to keep looking at this place over here and look at the residents, and it made them uncomfortable, so they want to just get rid of it. Yep. Yep. And what is the stated purpose of eminent domain? It is supposed to be... For public public For public use, right? For It is supposed Mm -hmm. to benefit the entire public. This is so that they have an easier time fucking parking the assholes that work at City Hall and the police department. It's not even it's not even a big city, I don't think. I think it's a really small town. Yeah, it's even a, it's you know, and the thing is is like if if you had to park a block away from work, is that a really big deal? No. No, it is not. No. It's not a big deal. Plenty of us have had to deal with having to walk for five minutes to get to work. Uh-huh. Because we had to park so far away. Yep. Yep. Let's see. Russell, Kentucky has a population of 3,380. Oh, 3, my God. Yeah. Wow. What a booming metropolis where they need to, you know, real estate at a fucking premium. That <laughs> that's Jesus just, I mean. That's twice the size. That's just barely over twice the size of my town. Yeah. You could right. literally put a parking lot at the edge of that fucking town and walk to work, and it would still take five fucking minutes. You could <laughs> you walk could, to you work. Walk you don't even have to drive. You don't have to put a parking lot. Just walk to fucking work. Just you walk fucking across town to in five work minutes. or something. I mean, fuck. Right. Um, a Kansas woman is using an obscure 1887 law to convene her own grand jury after a prosecutor mm-hmm. refused to charge her attacker with rape. Oh, fucking yes. awesome! Yes, uh, Madison Smith will never forget the moment a Kansas prosecutor told her she had it. Or she, <sighs> Madison Smith will never forget the moment a Kansas prosecutor told her she hadn't experienced a rape. Now this is <sighs> hold on, hold on, hold on. This is going what? to piss what? so many people off. Why? Why yeah. is just what she had experienced in her freshman year of college was quote immature sex, according to the prosecutor. What? What? Right. No, wait, wait a second. Wait, it gets hold better. On. It gets better. It gets, yeah. Andrew's already said. I put said. the patch on because I knew it was coming. Hold on. But... Hold on. The problem he explained was that Smith had it verbally said no or stop when the man she was having consensual sex with suddenly turned violent, slapping her in the face repeatedly and wrapping his fingers around her neck. She was being 
strangled. Strangled. So she didn't say no, so that's why the prosecutor isn't going after him. I mean, I get it. Some people are into that, but obviously she wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Quote, I was dumbfounded, Smith told the insider. Quote, I didn't say no, but I was also being strangled. I can't speak if I can't breathe. No yeah. fucking shit. Ultimately, the McPherson County attorney, Gregory Benfield, charged Smith's attacker with felony aggravated battery. Jared Stolzenberg pled guilty last year and received 24 months of probation. Oh, my God. But to Smith and her family, that wasn't good enough. Come September, the Smiths will be convening their own citizen-initiated grand jury in a last-ditch effort to seek justice. That's amazing. The family is invoking an obscure 1887 Kansas statute that allows citizens to petition for their own grand jury to launch a new investigation and possibly lay new charges against Stolzenberg. If it doesn't work, I have an alternative solution for the young man. <laughs> yeah. If, 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 you're, if, if you're uh, listening and but not watching, Andrew's holding a big-ass Bowie knife. Yeah. 14 and, and a half inches long. And, and yes. I'll be honest with you, Andrew. I don't think it's big enough. I don't oh, it's think way, it's, a... it's way oversized for my plans, actually. Yes. But... No, yeah. no, 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 no. For your that... plans, yes. For mine, no. Yes. Uh, their hope is that a grand jury will agree that Benfield uh, shouldn't be the one to prosecute the case and that a special prosecutor from the Kansas Attorney General's office should be appointed instead. Uh, yeah. Quote, I don't think Benfield understood uh, that my family and I were not the average average victim and victim's family. We know what was right and we know that what the count, what the county attorney was doing was not right. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, Smith's ordeal started February 11, 2018, when she was a freshman at Bethany College in small Kansas city of Lindsburg. Smith told Insider that she ran into Stalsburg, who was then a close friend in their dormitory's laundry facility. That evening, the pair started chanting and agreed to hang out. Um, quote, things started progressing. We were kissing and making out and then eventually began to have sex. And that was all consensual up to the point that he started slapping and strangling me. Stolzenberg would grip her neck for 20 to 30 seconds at a time over and over again, Smith said. When she tried to remove his hands, he would tighten his grip. Uh, Smith also tried to penetrate her anally without her consent and even spun her around, grabbed her hair, and forced her to perform oral sex. That's Quote, rape. Was, like, yeah, all of that. That's, that's, rape. Yeah. that's blatantly uh, rape. I mean, that, that can be consensual, yes. However... That needs to be addressed ahead of time. You don't yes. just yes. Yes. that has to be consented to ahead of time, and the boundaries have to be drawn, and safe words have to be used, and she has to have the opportunity to speak her safe words. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, um, this is this is actually kind of the result I have to say of things like um, Fifty Shades of Grey, which is like the worst thing that could happen to the P- kink community. Period. Yeah. Because yeah. it lets people think that this kind of abuse is just kinky, and it is yes. not. This no. is abuse. This is fucking rape. Yes. Uh, she yes. said that when Stolzberg was finally done, she caught a glimpse of herself in the mirror beside the bed. Her neck was covered in bruises, one in the shape of a handprint. Quote, he tried to convince me that they were hickeys, she said. I no. Wow. Hold wow. On. Is, what a piece is. of shit. Hold on. Hold on. Hickeys don't look like bruises. They're like two different <sighs> things. Uh, neither Stolzberg nor uh, or Benfell immediately responded to the insider's question for comment. Uh, but Benfell told the Washington Post he believed that justice had been done by securing a battery conviction. 
No, it fucking wasn't. No, it absolutely okay. was Hold on. Not. This is this, this is, grand jury thing doesn't on. work. I offer reasonable. Hold on. This is this is also a quote from from the DA. Quote, there is no doubt in my mind that Madison believes that she was the victim of rape. It was approached in that way, and then charging decisions were made based on evidence that was available in the case. I don't believe that we minimized this. You and the son of a bitch and fucking prosecutor for that county, you deserve to be dragged out of your ivory fucking tower and... Strung up by your nuts and right treated to the exact the same thing that she went through. Yes. No, I yeah. think these prosecutors need to be treated to the exact same thing that she went through, you and then see yeah. how they fucking feel about it. And tell me that that's not rape. No, it was just it was just immature sex, is what it was. What the it's fuck okay. is immature sex? Yeah, like that's what does that even mean? You're making up terms to justify fucking rape. Okay. Um. I skipped down. I skipped down uh, several paragraphs because I don't want to read through all that again, because I'll get angry. Again, to convene her own grand jury, Kansas statutes require citizens to gather signatures from at least a hundred voters in the county, plus two percent of the total votes cast in the county's uh, last gubernatorial election. Um, for Smith and McPherson's county, that equated to three hundred twenty-nine signatures. The Smiths started knocking on doors and approaching shoppers at farmers markets. They even set up a tent in a parking lot of a hair salon where they told strangers about the worst night in Madison Smith's life. Quote, my mom would go up to people and be like, hey, have you heard my daughter's story? Would you like to sign? I was initially kind of scared about the reactions that we were going to get. And there's always going to be uh, people who are negative and don't want to believe anything the victim says. But there are so many more good people than there are bad. So much more support than negative comments. When I asked you that story. So yeah, how do you not? How are you not willing to? Well, she has to yeah. expose mm-hmm. that. She has yeah. to like. She has to live it. She has to live it. She has to live it over and over and over again. She talks about it. And that's yeah, and that's what essentially happened. Is she was victimized by this guy, then she was victimized by this prosecutor. Now she's having to be victimized again just to just undo to try to the wrong justice. that yeah that the the yeah. two previous victimizers did yeah so this, this, this was 2018 when this happened i love the, the very later. last statement i love the very last statement before you get to the the section yeah, yeah. here because, uh smith said some people she approached wouldn't even let her finish her story saying say no more i'll sign yep so there's good people but uh yeah, the no, fact that this is even fucking back. necessary is yeah. ridiculous. We don't we don't need to yeah. go further into that story because Yeah, that's gonna piss me off too much. I'm We're back all gonna violate Brandon for been real fucking care. fast. You know? Yeah. The same thing would happen to that guy that happened that would happen to the bus driver. Just dragged out in the street. Good dose of street justice. Yeah. I mean, there are still places in the world where that kind of thing happens. Um, so, unfortunately, yeah, and the majority of the United States is not one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, yeah. Well, and it's not one of them, not because that's not possible. It's not one of them because everybody right. puts so much faith in government and the justice <laughs> system. Just... <laughs> Fuck. Faith in government. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on to faith in government. Let's talk about North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> and and we only uh, have like we only have like ten I, minutes left. Yeah, I know that's. Let's just get this one last yeah. one, and we spent too long talking about secession. Yeah, 
There, you can never spend too much time talking yeah. about secession. That's true. That's true. All right, North Korea has banned mullets, certain piercings, and skinny jeans in a bid to keep the country free from decadent Western fashion trends. <laughs> Wait, mullet? <laughs> yep, mullet. Yes. And no mullets are oh, keep yourself safe from fashion trends from fucking 35 years ago that and also no third gen right. commandos those are also yeah. yes those are also <laughs> it follows a state-run newspaper warning last week that more oh. needs to be done to prevent capitalistic culture from taking over the country well oh. they're just banning mullets because there is no partying there so you no. can't be business up front partying yeah. that yeah, there's no party allowed yeah. in the back. Yeah. yeah, quote, quote. There's only we, one party. In North yeah, quote. Korea. We must be wary of even the slightest sign of the capitalistic lifestyle and fight to get rid of them. That's a quote from the article. The communist regime has reportedly outlawed all but 15 quote non-socialist haircuts and instead issued an order on proper hairstyles. Mullet, mm-hmm. spiky, or dyed hair are no longer authorized, according to documents published by the Socialist Patriotic Youth League. Red forward from sounds... here on out as brown shirts. <laughs> yeah, that again. The Socialist Patriotic Youth League. That sounds compulsory. Yes. Uh, members of the state-run youth organization often act as the nation's quote, fashion police, and their Ooh. duties include censoring clothes that look too, quote, foreign. Hitler youngin, yeah. I, I just, I just want to... Nose, yeah, nose and lip piercings, skinny jeans, and branded t-shirts are also forbidden. The new fashion rules are part of the regime's crackdown on, quote, anti-socialist behavior, according to documents. I just, I just want to point out that there is, in fact, if this sounds a little ridiculous to you, back in 2005, some North Korean footage was leaked to the West of a TV show, which is, and I am not making this up, let's trim our hair in accordance with the socialist lifestyle. That is the name of the television show on North Korean TV. And what they do is they ambush people who don't have the socialist hairstyle with cameras to humiliate them. This is a screenshot from that television show. Oh my god! This hair is way too long. It is. Got, it is. That's, a, wow. That's, what is that? A, a, a Peijong waterfall? Yeah, and and again, this is 2005. So the decadent Western hairstyle is that slightly longer. That's 2005. If that was not. Oh my god. <laughs> Why is it, hey, how come over there the stuff that our socialists wear is outlawed and against oh, that's, the socialist that's regime? That's because like, we don't have socialists here. <coughs> Marxists. Dye yeah. hair, face piercings, and skinny jeans. I mean, that sounds like an animal. <laughs> and that's all being banned. Yeah. It's <laughs> largely, be, Derek, it's largely because ours, our socialists here are not the correct type of socialists that's 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 what it, north korea isn't socialist it's socialism has never been tried right yes yeah they're not yes. real socialists they're not real socialists they're dyed in the wool communists the people that we have here are closet uh fascists who don't want right. to admit 
that they're fascists. Right. So, so they have to wrap right it back... up in like feelsy, like touchy feelsy right. buzzwords and shit. Yeah, I know. Right. And and well, when you look at it, you know, Hitler went to war with the communists because he didn't want their type of socialism. Our right. type of socialism is correct. Yeah, and I was yeah, yeah. and I was just going to bring up I was going to point out that that was actually like a big propaganda thing uh in yeah. in Hitler's Germany where it was about women wearing the proper clothing and men wearing these proper, you know, nice gentlemanly clothing and mm. you know, women had to dress and act like they were going to be good homemakers for the master new... race bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And, and like this is the same kind of thing. And it's like, just the best part is that it's North Korea, though. So it's like a caricature of everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, uh, maybe they're just banning Kentucky waterfalls because they can't afford shampoo. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's a possibility. <laughs> well, we can't it's afford easy any to more pick life out of short hair. So yeah, you know. Well, yeah, don't forget that's body a, that's, a, that's a protein source, according to some people recently. Yeah, it's uh well don't forget that you know the um just the, the, the that soldier a few years ago who escaped to the south. Remember that big dramatic video came out, yeah. he was getting shot at and stole that Jeep and everything else, and he made it. And he had like massive intestinal parasites and head lice and body lice and all these other problems. That says a lot that a country that has those kinds of problems instead is going, we need Damn it! We need to get rid of these fucking skinny jeans and these decadent mullets. Well, yeah, you and can't. And we're mandating buzz cuts. Yeah, yeah, you you can't. But you you can't have a collectivist mindset when you have people being individualistic. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So you you have to you have to root out you know quote unquote raw, uh, wrong thing. That's what and, kills me about American Marxists and oh, fucking yeah. collectivists. Is you really people. think that you're like little special fucking cupcake gender identity is going to survive fucking <laughs> cultural Marxism? Are you fucking right. crazy? Yeah. It'll never survive. I mean, you know, that's that's the big thing is like, they they think that, and that they're, they're touchy-feely like, but my emotions and everything else are somehow yeah. like, don't you care about my emotions? Did you not watch Equilibrium? <laughs> are you unaware of what we'll yeah. What's that meme from the other day? It says, um, um, is your freedom more important than safety? Or yeah, is I your, is your, that is, I don't even is your, know yeah, you is your, is your freedom more important my than my safety? My lunch is more important than your safety. <laughs> yeah, like, That's right. Bro, I don't even know you. Yeah. My lunch is more important than your safety. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I posted that one. <laughs> yeah, fuck your fuck You your know, safety. honestly, I would say that, and I know Derek is probably got to go here soon, but I would like to segue into one more if we can. I would say that my sleeping in my car is more important than your safety. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Let's yeah. um. Let's get on to that time. Let's just get out of here early. I don't want to get out of here early. I want to go through this one because people don't get here on time, so we start late. <laughs> well, since we started late, then we still have fifteen minutes because that's how long it took Deirdre to get here. <sighs> you guys could have started <laughs> without me. I was prepared to just jump in when I could get here. <laughs> We have sounds, dinner like that sounds tonight. like the start of a really good conversation that we're not going to get into. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always happy to jump in I'm when I get there. Jump in. I, you know, yeah, 
Well, anything I say is going to get my ass in trouble. So I'm just going to keep uh, my mouth shut. Hey, if you guys get it warmed up for me, I'll just hop right in. When I definitely been to a few parties like that. Yeah, oh, me too. Right. So- <laughs> <laughs> this is why nobody respects us. <laughs> This is hard nope. getting but closer. conversely, it's also why anybody <laughs> listens to us. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh. If we can make it fast, we'll do the last one. Let's make it really fast. Okay. Uh, does this elderly veteran have a recourse against the federal cops who brutally assaulted him? No, he doesn't. Boom. Nobody does. Well, so, it's it's going to Scootus is going to decide uh, whether to take it up or not. Uh, yeah, so panel- the answer is still going to be no. Yeah, yeah Viet- Vietnam veteran Jose Olivia at a VA hospital in El Paso five years ago later claimed uh, he was trying to enter the building, quote, without clearance security. But video of the incident shows that Olivia did nothing to justify the officer's orders, which caused shoulder injuries requiring two surgeries and left him uh, with persistent ear and throat issues. They choked him and beat him up and. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a case where the Supreme Court is expected to consider a review next week, Olivia argues that he should be able to sue VA officers, blah, 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 uh, violating uh-huh. his Fourth Amendment rights. Uh, at stake of the question is whether or not the court uh, should tolerate what the Fifth Circuit judge uh, calls a constitutional free zone where citizens can be brutalized and even killed by rogue federal officers with impunity. Mm-hmm. Olivia uh, then. Yeah, uh, uh, Olivia, then 70 years old, was on his way to a dental appointment in February 2016 when Navar, that's one of the security guards, uh, who was manning the security station at the entrance of the VA hospital, asked him for ID. Olivia said he put the uh, ID in a plastic x-ray bin along with other personal effects, uh, a response that Navar apparently viewed as insufficiently respectful. Quote, what? I got a problem with this man, Navar told his fellow officers. He's got an attitude. Navar walked around the conveyor belt, took out his handcuffs, and directed Olivia uh, toward the metal detector. As Olivia walked through, uh, Barhona, that's another one of the guards, who had gestured for him to proceed, grabbed him, yanked his arm, tearing his rotator cuff. Navar choked Oliver from behind and slammed him on the floor, and then Garcia joined the attack. A seven-year-old man with a torn rotator cuff. At a VA. At a VA. By Uh, VA cops. Yes, uh, yeah. the, off- the VA uh, giving veterans an additional opportunity to die for their country since 1989. Yeah, <laughs> detained Olivia, eventually charging him with disorderly conduct, a charge that was ultimately dismissed. A federal judge later concluded that there is no evidence that Olivia had committed a crime or resisted arrest, which implies that Navarre and his colleagues violated the Fourth Amendment's ban on unreasonable seizures. You think? And they also yeah. fucking just assaulted him, like. Yes. Yeah. Tell me how this doesn't sound as you look through, as you hear that. Tell me that that doesn't sound like gang violence. Like if we changed the the roles a little bit and made these guys now no longer cops and we made them these random thugs in the inner city. Remove their little one piece of jewelry, right? Yeah. And they're just standing there guarding the entrance to some business that this old man is trying to go into. And they do that. Does that still sound okay to you? Yeah. Because a 70-year-old man apparently, quote-unquote, allegedly, quote-unquote, unquote, unquote, wasn't respectful enough. Had an attitude. Motherfucker, you work at the VA. If you're looking for fucking (laughs) veterans, I got bad news for you. Yeah, really bad news for you. (laughs) 
There aren't a whole lot of people who are veterans who have any respect for authority whatsoever. Yeah. Vermin to us. You are. If you're a veteran on this show, raise your hand. Now, keep your hand up if you have respect for authority. If you have respect for authority. Oh, have respect. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Beers are getting to my brain. My apologies. They all three raised raised their hand. They all three put their hands down. Yeah, none of us. As I refill my beer. (laughs) You know, my grandfather, right? My grandfather, he fought in Korea and stuff. He was a Chosen Dam. My grandfather had respect for the VA in that, like, he was like, well, they never did me wrong, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Grandpa, you're like fucking 100. All right. uh, (laughs) Things have changed. Okay. Uh, on that I mean, same like, vein, uh, go ahead, Andrew. I'm, well, and I'll... World, World War II, World War II Korean veterans, they had a different experience with any kind of veterans affairs because the VA wasn't established until 1989. And right. since its establishment, it has been nothing but a source of suffering and yeah, agony took, and frustration. Took, I, yeah, my brother got hit with a got hit with an IED in uh, Fallujah or Ramadi, one Fallujah or Ramadi back in uh, back then, and and. He has uh, screws in his knee, and he had one of the screws come loose, and it was hurting him, and he wanted to go and get it looked at. It took them eight weeks to get him in for an appointment, and when they did get him in for an appointment, they rushed him to the emergency room and put a stent into his heart where they could pump antibiotics into it because it had because the screw had developed uh, or had caused an infection in his knee that almost fucking killed him. That went yep. septic, yeah. Sepsis yep. is like one of the number one killers at VA. Tell me more my, about how my the government dad, should be in charge of everyone's health care. Yeah. Right. My dad my dad spent a tour in Vietnam with the uh, 11th Armored Cav in the headquarter troops. So he was right in the middle of everything. Yeah, my and, dad was an infantry first lieutenant in Vietnam. Right. So you understand what I'm about to say. My dad... They offered to send him to the VA in Madison, Wisconsin, for his cancer treatments. And my dad told the VA, and I quote, lick my balls. I'm going to Mayo in Rochester, Minnesota, where they know what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, don't forget the VA, the VA right near me and, and right near you, Chris, in Toma, yep. Wisconsin. Infected a bunch of people with HIV mm-hmm. because they weren't cleaning their their tooth stuff. They, the dentists were infecting people with HIV. Okay. Yep. In the VA, these are the people who are like, "Well, you're not being respectful to me, so I'm going to beat the shit out of a 70 year old man because that'll inspire respect from other people." <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like if you're a veteran and you've ever been to the VA before, anytime you walk towards it after that. You are fucking building attitude with every step you walk toward that fucking hellhole. <laughs> yep. Hey, one of my buddies lost his leg. He was blown off by an ID, stepped on a pressure plate ID, vaporized it, right? They did surgery to amputate a little bit so that, you know, they had the right amount for a prosthetic. So they fold the skin over, sew it up. In the notes, the doctor said that he was healed, talking about the scar tissue has now healed so he can be fitted for prosthetic. He received a letter from the VA telling him he was no longer disabled because the doctor told him he was healed. Yeah. He's like, am yep. I a fucking spider? Did I grow my leg back? Is there, yeah. is there a treatment that yep. I don't know about? Because if you have one, I kind of like it. I liked my original leg quite a bit. I was a little <laughs> attached to it. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> I can, I is, can, 
I could run a whole new podcast series just on how shitty the fucking VA is. Well, oh yeah, and oh, and, and to go down with, that same with, vein, like with I did all them the, for ten fucking years with all the yeah. libertarian and, and anarchist podcasts that are run by members of the military, you would have hours and hours and hours of stories. Oh, absolutely. And oh, you yeah. Know, and I mean, just what really of... blows my mind with my dad is so he he died in two thousand and. 2003 late 2003 of renal cell carcinoma which was caused by the by contact with agent orange while in vietnam it's my dad's prostate cancer my parents lost three of their fucking babies to birth defects because of that shit yep yeah yep and it wasn't three of until their children two is six babies months. and one is a 17 year old so i yeah. i want to i want to emphasize this it was six months after my dad was buried that the VA finally acknowledged that Agent Orange could cause his type of cancer. And, it was yeah. and because yeah. he was already dead, there was no benefits paid. Yeah. And these are the people, these are the people that these thugs are serving and these thugs think that they deserve fucking respect yep. to the point that they're willing to beat the living shit out hey, of hey, seven hey, year old man. The wrong tone with that. They're just ser- they're just serving their country and just they're doing just, their job. They're just following they're just orders. Orders. Thank, their, thank them for their service. They're yeah. just following orders, Andrew. And they, I mean, and look at what they did. And then, and then the court says you don't get to fucking sue them. Yep. yep. Even though, in a, as the article here states, in a 1971 case, Bivens v. six unknown or unknown named federal narcotics agents, they say court or victims of such abuse have a right to sue perpetrators for damages. And yep. then a half a century later, in the 2017 case, Ziglar v. Abbasi, the court cautioned against extending the remedy established in Bivens to any new context which it called a disfavored judicial activity. What? So in 1971, they said, yes, they basically overturned jurisprudence in 2017 from the 1971 case of Bivens v. Six Unknown Federal Agents. They undid it with Ziglar v. Abbasi by saying, oh, well, because they're law enforcement, fuck you. Yeah. Any new no. context means we slide further into fucking fascism. <laughs> yeah, no, shit. I, you know how you cre- you know how you create domestic terrorists? With shit like this. Shit like this. Yep. Shit like this. Um, all right. Gosh, on that yeah. on that note. <laughs> yep. Let's start some plugs and get out of here. You're yeah, gonna go buy, ahead. Buy my book. <laughs> and her crochet pattern. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, yeah, I appreciate you putting the link up for that, but I don't think a lot of crafters listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. My wife is kind of a crafter. She listens. We, we might yeah. have another pandemic and people might be locked down. There, for a year and have to there find are a people listening there. to us right now glaring at their computer screen because you said that as they hold their glitter and their crazy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they're Marines and they're eating the glue. Well, it's true. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> because the glue says but, Crayola on the side, they're eating it. While crafting can produce some very useful skills, my book will produce the most useful skill that you can teach your child. Um, 
So check it out. There's a link working below. My, working my seven-year-old through some of it right now. Yeah. Critical thinking makes all the difference. And when you teach somebody how to critically think and they truly absor absorb it, yep. the change that you will see in them with how they look at the world is amazing. That really is the immunization to the real pandemic we talked so about. I, I, that's what I'm just go read Dierka's book and the you book won't is... end up in a strip club getting your DNA <laughs> altered. Yeah. <by> <laughs> 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 you stared an empty stripper bowl. It's really funny. It's really funny with Dierka's book because I had my older two kind of working their way through it and they just kind of abandoned it altogether. My youngest, on the other hand, she has really kind of taken a liking to it. And it's mm -hmm. really funny to watch her use some critical thinking in mm -hmm. arguments with her older siblings. Because and they're they totally unprepared to because they've abandoned oh, yeah. Yeah, because They have no idea how to respond. They're like, what? And she just cuts them right off at the knee. Oh, absolutely. Yep. It's yeah. great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it makes a hell of a difference. Yeah, teach them young. This thing where we think it's that this is something that doesn't need to be taught until college is bullshit. All right, other plugs. Other plugs. I'm. I, I'm. Just, I think I have enough now because I have three different discount codes, three different websites. It's the Beard Struggle. You have um, the other two that are streetwear and <laughs> sunglasses and watches. You know what? I'm not even going to bother plugging the names of it. The, the links will be in the description. So will the discount codes. Just go buy stuff from them because they're cool companies. <laughs> they got some cool stuff. Go do that. I And see, I'm not, you know, I don't get any cool discount codes or anything like that. But a local business to me that makes some really cool beard balm. It comes, it looks almost like a chapstick, but it's bigger. And you just kind of rub it on your beard and it softens it up immediately. Uh, they're called Wandering Sheep. Go check mm -hmm. them out too. Wandering Sheep. That, just Google them. Wandering Sheep Beard Care. And <laughs> they will take and they make good stuff. Go find them. Most check out Road to Autonomy Magazine. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. What was that, Jason? I said most professional podcast ever. Yeah. yeah. That's us. That's in general. Hey man, Our I'm the most professional podcast. I think it works I'm, for us. Yeah. I, I'm collecting discounts, man. So like the more discounts. More discounts I, that you guys use, the more discounts I get, which works out for me because I can get stuff that I want for a lot cheaper. See, so, I, we, oh. we need to stop saying the most professional and just go like most anarchist podcast ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that, that would be the epitome of professionalism is to be the most anarchist yeah. ever. Dude, you give me free shit, I will hawk whatever the fuck you want, all right? Like, <laughs> I got, we are I got, free market I got capitalists I got $3.50 if you share your nipple right now. That's see which one I got three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. No, I'm just joking. So you guys thought I was gonna oh, that's it. It. <laughs> end upping the views. Subscribe to our OnlyFans. But see, because, <laughs> because I'm a female, I can't do that or we'll get kicked off of, you know. Hey, I'm all for equality. Whatever. Uh, yeah, as Derek has said, check out RTA Magazine. Check out mm -hmm. what Dharma's doing there. It's freaking fantastic. They're really good articles. It's really interesting. It's definitely worth reading. Read it. Enjoy it. Yeah. So, on that note, anything else? No? Going once? Going twice? Yeah. Benet, bro. Yeah.
Live free, ladies and gentlemen. Live yeah. free. Support your lo- local secessionist movement. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace. Peace.